Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Okay, guys, who's all about comfortable shoes that look as good as they feel? You need to check out York Athletics MFG. They're stylish sneakers that were designed by athletes like Allie Raisman. Use my code REDCARPET at checkout for 20% off and free shipping on a pair of sneakers. That's YorkAthleticsMFG.com using the code REDCARPET at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. Um, I hope everybody's week is going well. My kids didn't have school last week. Um, that was fun for like three days. And then I was like, all right, you guys can you can go back now. Um, but no, I'm super excited for the Golden Globes this weekend. And even though I think um, the films this year haven't been great, I still want to watch it for the television shows and hopefully the fashion. I'm kind of curious as to what they're going to do about a red carpet. There probably won't be one, but um, yeah, I still want to watch it. But no, there is a film I liked. Sorry, Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. I loved that movie. It was so good. If you haven't seen that one, you should totally check it out. Um, and But don't, don't look it up before. Just watch it and be surprised because that's how I watched it and I ended up loving it. It's a thriller. It's not scary, but it's suspenseful. Um, but speaking of films, I was flipping around the other day on HBO Max trying to find just a rom-com to watch, a brainless one, you know, and something borrowed, something blue popped up. And who doesn't love that movie? I mean, I read the book. Obviously, I watched all the movies after that. And um, that one is just my favorite, though, the original. So there's this character, Dex, the male lead, and he's played by Colin Eggsfield. And I'm watching the movie and I'm like, man, he's so good. I should I should try to get an interview with him. And here we are. So Colin is actually not only an actor, but he's now a motivational speaker. He flips houses. And he even wrote a book last year called Agile Artist, Life Lessons from Hollywood and Beyond. And he's doing like a cute Instagram live now called Coffee with Colin. And even though I'll never join an Instagram live, you guys all should. Um, But anyway... I must say, Colin was so amazing to speak to. He's interesting, and it was just easy. You know, it flowed very easily. He had a lot to say, and I kind of felt like we could have kept the interview going because he was just that engaging and nice, which which has been a nice change for me um, lately. I've had had some trouble lately, but yeah, but he was amazing. So um, after this quick break, we'll get the tea from Colin Egglesfield. If you're anything like me and your mind is constantly racing, then you need to try Caliber CBD packets. I take one packet and I mix it with water before bed and I sleep so much better and I wake up completely fine, not groggy at all. Caliber CBD is perfectly measured in packets and it's no mess and it's so powerful. Visit trycaliper.com and use my code RED20 for 20% off CBD packets plus free shipping on your first order. That's trycaliper.com and use the code RED20 for 20% off and free shipping. Okay, perfect. Okay, Colin, thanks for joining me. I'm Lauren. Nice to meet you. How you doing, Lauren? 
doing well. So it's funny. I was bored the other day and I was flipping through HBO Max and I've gone through everything because like who hasn't at this point, but I watched something borrowed for like the 10th time. Oh, and I was like, nice. I was going to say, is that the first time you've ever seen that movie? No, no, no. I've seen that movie like a million times. Um, and actually the 10 year anniversary is coming up next month from the release. Did Crazy. you know that? Or uh, I, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. But you didn't yeah. actually know, but you figure as much, right? Well, I mean, you just let me know. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll yeah. do a little You guys should like reunion. get together. Virtu yeah, something virtual, I guess, even though I'm kind of sick of that. Um, I'm sick of everything virtual, to be honest. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Or like if friends want to jump on at night, I'm kind of like, I don't really feel like it because I don't feel like keeping my makeup on. I don't feel, you know what I mean? Like as a girl, once you wash your face, it's done. It's yeah. totally well, done. Do you, You're do, like, do you do Clubhouse? I, so I joined, like I have an account and I'm getting all the alerts and I'm ignoring them. Is this, and I've heard it's amazing, right? It, I assume you do it. I've and, only done it one time. And, is that uh, amazing? I, you know, there's some amazing conversations on there. I, I did one, uh, I was, about two weeks ago, just to, to test it out. Yeah. Um, and it, I was able to reconnect with a, uh, a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in like 10 years. He saw that I had this room and he jumped in. Yeah. He was actually the, uh, the uh, he ran the pop network and he was responsible okay. for bringing Shit's Creek to television. Oh, so that's cool. Good I, for him. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he started MTV Canada. I mean, he's, okay. you know, he's pretty big, big win. Yeah. And uh he just moved over to the CW. And so I hadn't talked to the guy in like 10 years. He popped into yeah. my, my clubhouse. I was like, Brad, what's up? And we started chatting and I'm also, uh, I'm producing a, uh, a television pilot. So I started telling him about this and he was like, oh, well send me the script. You know, let's see what we yeah. can do. So, so he's now so looking at it. a purpose. Yeah. 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 I mean, your situation, I don't know if that would happen to me or I, I, I don't know. We'll see, but like, yeah, you never know. <laughs> You're well, right. I mean, you never you're, know. You're doing it. I mean, look, do you yeah, have aspirations yeah. to do like your own Oprah Winfrey style talk show? Um, maybe not Oprah Winfrey because I, I like to get a little bit dirtier, a little spicier Ooh, than Oprah. Okay. You know what I All mean? Right. So yeah. I'm more like I'm more like a serious XM um I think type of like girl. Howard but Stern yes. type? Well, you know, he's super dirty. I don't want to like embarrass my family. Uh um, but yeah, so maybe like right in the middle, like not quite Howard, like Amy Schumer type of humor, but like, I yeah. don't know, in the middle, okay. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think a lot of that type of like dirty female humor is, um, I think it's funny. I laugh at it, but I also cringe. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm definitely, I definitely have a potty mouth, but just not to that degree. Yeah. You know, I, I dated a girl like that who was, I mean, awesome girl, but after yeah. a while I was just like, you know what? I kind of feel like yeah. I'm dating a frat brother right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. And that can be cool for like a couple months. And then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. Yep. I'm good. Hey. Like, yeah. So um what was I gonna say? I was gonna ask you, where are you located right now? Did you did you I'm go somewhere Chicago. for the pandemic or okay? So I moved back to Chicago from LA two years ago. Okay. So I was ahead of the curve as far as like <laughs> getting the hell out of Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah where yeah. are you based out of? I'm in Manhattan. So I, um, okay. yeah, I'm here 
It's fine. Like I, um, we went to New Hampshire for a lot of the the pandemic. Um, I have two little kids that cannot be in like a New York City apartment. They're yeah. so annoying. Um, they're very little. So they, I mean, so it's not their fault. <laughs> Let's yeah, say, no. but like, yeah. So we yeah, went. It's got to be tough. Where yeah. Where in Manhattan do you yeah. live? Um, I live in the Upper East Side. Okay, nice. I don't know if you're familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I I lived in uh, I when I first moved to New York, I was in Battery Parks or I was in uh, Brooklyn Heights. Okay. For six months, okay. I lived with uh, three guys, two cats, and a dog in a one-bedroom, four-story walk-up. That's disgusting. Okay, cool. I mean, it was. I mean, it was awesome. I was twenty-four. I was like, sure, sure. I'm in New York. Oh, is that when you a... started uh, all my children? No, that when you okay. I first moved to New York to do some uh, some modeling. Okay. So I, I mean, I was like fresh off the boat from farm country yeah. USA. I went to the University of Iowa, and here I was in New York City at 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like going to these Versace parties and like the totally. best nightclubs in the dude. World. Don't you miss that? I was just yes. I moved here when I was 18, so I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I would kill for like a drunk girl to puke on me or some guy <laughs> to push me in a bar that smells like shit and like. I just want yeah. that. And I'm like, I yeah. want to be sweaty Walking in a like, bar. Smoke filled bars where you like couldn't see anyone. You're like, not lock. I want someone to walk in on me as I'm squatting over the toilet, trying not to touch it with my butt. Like I want, I want them. I was like, yeah. oh man. Um, but yes, those were, those were the days. Yeah. And then I moved to Battery Park City and I was okay. living across the street from the World Trade Center when all that happened. Yeah. Um, my windows got blown in and I saw that. Oh, I mean, I've actually video footage from that day. And uh, I'd been studying acting for like only about two, two and a half years up until that point. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was something that I wanted to, I, it was, it was something that resonated with me. I was like, this is amazing. This is what, what I want to do. But the idea of like doing that for a living was just so kind of far removed. I was like, yeah, okay. Like yeah. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio are doing it, but I was like supposed to, I was on the track to become a doctor. I, I was, I had a biology yeah, pre-med, degree, right? pre-med and I was like, I don't know, maybe I could do this. I don't know. And then when yeah. that whole experience happened, I was essentially homeless and I was like, you know what? Uh, what better time to go out to Hollywood to pursue something that I feel is yeah. something that could be my like calling. And I went out there and uh, it's just one of these things where you, you, know, when you listen to your instincts and you listen to, you know, what you're your soul yeah. is like trying to tell you, um, I, I'm telling you, man, like amazing things have always happened when I've just looked inward and, and just listened to what is, what is my, my soul, whatever, you know, what's my gut telling me to yeah. do, even if it was flying in the face of what are you, are you crazy? Like Hollywood, yeah. like it's is so that difficult what your, out is there. Is that what your parents said? Because like you were going to be a doctor and they were like, really? you know what? My parents were really, were really supportive. Um, oh, they were always of the mindset. They were almost like, like, yeah, go ahead, just do whatever. And I'm like, okay, no, like, like, so any advice over here? Yeah, no, yeah. just happy, find your happiness. I'm like, okay, oh, great. Okay. So I went out there and, um, you know, I just, just, I just consumed it. I, it was either, I was going to spend 20 hours a day studying anatomy and organic chemistry and yeah. dissecting body totally. parts mm-hmm. in med school. Yeah. Or I was going to spend 20 hours a day watching movies and going to acting class and doing something that like excited me. And yeah. I think you know, when I go out there, to, when I was out there in Hollywood, and I, I would meet some people and they're like, yeah, I'm out here to be an actor. I was like, oh, where, where, you, where do you study at? Yeah. And, well, 
I was kind of looking at this acting class, but I don't know, I audited it and <laughs> it's kind of expensive. And I'm like, expensive, dude, it's 250 bucks a month. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's not worth your, your best. Yeah, career. exactly. Like, what are you doing out here, man? So um, I just consumed it with the passion of like, okay, I knew it was going to like four years of intense dedication, commitment to medical school. Yeah. I was like, let's do this. So how um, soon after really, you moved to LA, did you book um, the soap opera? Three and a half years. Okay. So were you doing like just commercials and modeling before that? Yeah. Commercials, okay. modeling. I was, uh, I got a job building, helping a guy build furniture and install cabinets so you did um, odd jobs. So did it yeah. feel like when you say three years to me now, I'm like, oh, in the grand scheme, that's not that long. But like, did it feel really long when you were out there? It did, right? Yeah, because yeah, there was imagine. no there was no certainty that yeah. what I, I, that anything was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point after that three years, where I was I was like going to acting class and I was going on auditions. Yeah, but nothing was happening, and I was just like. I don't know, maybe I'm not, this is not something I'm meant to be doing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and Of course right you have was, those feelings, yeah. Right when I was like, kind of like, you know what, screw it, I'm packing it up, I'm going back to Chicago, I'm going to go to medical school. Boom, I would book this like it. amazing commercial that would, you know, fly me to wherever. And I was like, all right, yeah. we're back in the game. Yeah, or pay your rent for the next three months or whatever. Yeah. But you know what? People like you are annoying because you can so equally use the left and right side of your brain so well. And that's not fair. Okay. You no, need to like literally, I, no, you need to. That's, that's what I so talk unfair. about in my book. You need to read my book. Okay. I'm going to read it. I know you, it just came out last year. I saw, and I was like, oh my gosh, I yeah. didn't know that, but I'm, I'm going to read it. But literally, I'm like, yeah, you're annoying. It's not really fair. Well, would you say you're more left brain or right brain? Right brained. I mean, right brain? I see, of course. Like, I see my daughter like build Legos, and, she, and I look at her, and she's so into it. And I'm like, wow, this is great because you're nothing like me. I'm so thrilled for you that you like, you know what I mean? Like, you, I'm very creative. She is creative, but I can see that she's also like engineering things. And when I look yeah. at the Lego instructions, and I start crying. I'm like, I'm good. I, I can't do this. So, you know, well, that what means saying? you are in your feminine. That's a beautiful thing. Embrace it. Yeah, I don't and, know. I try to embrace it, but yeah, easier no, said than done. No, you know? it's great. And it, what I've recognized is that if you feel yeah. like you're lacking in a certain area of your life, find someone who can support you in that area. You don't have to be great at everything in your life. Do what you do best and find someone, I'm sure your husband, mm-hmm. fills that role of the masculine grounding, like, okay, honey, we're going to do this and that. And, you, and when you are supported, like that, that yeah. is the best, that's the best relationship because then a woman can really embrace her feminine and not feel like she has to step into her masculine energy of like, okay, did honey, did you, you know, pay, take yeah. out the garbage? Did you do this? Did you, you know, cause yeah. a lot of men, I see some of my friends in there and, uh, women that come through like my coaching programs. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. My husband just sits on the couch and watches like hockey all day long. He won't do anything. And like, I have to like do this. Okay. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, so let's take a look at that. And how can we transform that? Yeah. 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 So this is interesting. Um, and just in case people didn't know, you also are like a motivational coach and, and I wanted to, and I will, I will express this, but you are a motivational coach. You are an actor, you flip houses, you wrote a book, you've got a lot going on. You are an extremely yeah. busy person. And that's I'm also, that's I consult Elon Musk. I 
tell him how to launch his rockets. Wait, he's, I, he's wait, you're the worst. I, he's annoying. I can't stand him. Um, wait, did you know? Did you like? I really feel like they based like the Halloween Michael Myers mask on his face. <laughs> That's mean. Sorry, I'm not a mean girl. But I thought about it the other day. I forgot. Who I, was, I was talking to one of my friends, and I'm like, he literally looks like Michael Myers' mask, and it bothers me. Now I can't get it out of my. Well, head. Halloween did come out like when he was born, so I don't think they based Whatever, the Halloween details, mask okay. off of the Elon Musk's face. But I like. I like the, uh, the comparison. Yeah, because it's, you're like, oh, it's true. You just don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. But that's that's why I'm here to hurt feelings. Um. Yeah. And so what I also do is I coach people on how to show up in front of the camera, how to how to have impactful communication. Okay. And I just I so want to work with Elon because when e, e, Elon does an interview, it it um, yeah. it it's uh, yeah. I I I make rockets. It's like okay. Let's Not get good. the flow going. Let's Not good. Yeah. The, yeah. And Not so good. someone like that is so analytical, so in their, their left brain that what I learned in my acting classes, because I was so left brain, these are the facts. These are the figures. This is the molecular structure of, yeah. of you know, of uh, the hydrocarbons, you know, yeah. I was so left brain that when I got into acting class, my acting teachers was like, our acting teachers would always just beat that out of us in the sense of like, get out of your head, out of your head, down in, down in here. This is where people, yeah. this is where you really truly resonate and communicate with people because right. 7% of communication is verbal. Right. It's what you say 93% of how you communicate and how people receive your communication is how you show up in your communication okay. and the, your environment, how you look, Uh, yeah. and just your energy when you show up to deliver that communication. So it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it and mm -hmm. the environment in which it's being received. So you look at someone like a Donald Trump and a Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. in back in, you know, the 16, 2016 debates. Yeah. And people say, I don't know, man, I just, I, I trust Trump. I just, I really like Hillary. I just, I don't, I don't trust her. And it's because Hillary mm -hmm. was so in her head. Well, we're going to, do this and we're going to make yeah. America have yeah. this and this policy and we're going to do it like all in a yeah. like totally completely disconnected from her heart center. I can't remember those. Yeah. Those exact, the exact debates, but yes, I know what you're saying where she, she's very so, rehearsed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and very in, in our, in her head and yeah. Trump is like so much. So like down here that people like, mm -hmm. this is where people connect with you. And so what my acting teacher made us do when we first started acting And this yeah. is what I talk about in, in my book. She said, go home and watch a, like a show, a drama, an okay. hour long drama, like ER or West Wing and turn mm -hmm. the volume down on your TV Yeah, and see if you can see, tell what they're, they're saying, what their communication is. Then she said, watch an episode of friends, turn the volume down, see if you can see what the communication is. And then she said, watch a Spanish oh, telenovela. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so you start to realize that, wow, I, I really, I can, I can, I can't hear what they're saying, but I can pretty much understand it. what is going on in each of these scenes of these But you know shows. what else, what I take from this also is that you really had to work on the right side of your brain. So you didn't actually naturally use it as much as the left side. You really had to take the time to work at it, which so actually, in my head. that makes you less annoying. Okay. So I'm okay with that. That makes you, yeah, you're yes. welcome. That makes you much more like relatable yeah. and yeah, much more relatable, so, less annoying that it's not so natural. 
a quick little trip, uh, a trick yeah. for you, Lauren, is before you're about to like do a podcast or do a presentation or do mm-hmm. whatever, something that like Matthew McConaughey would do this and does this before yeah. he shoots a scene. So he talked about when he showed up to do Wolf of Wall Street, shooting with Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and he's doing the scene where they're in the restaurant and they're ordering like, you know, 10 martinis and yes. Matthew starts doing this yeah. and he's like, come on, you gotta get in here. Oh, that's and, a you know, right yes. <laughs> yeah. And Matthew said, so he said, before we shot that scene, I had just finished Dallas Buyers Club. I okay. show up on Leo's set and he's like, as a, you know, doing a, just a, a small role in someone yeah. else's movie. Yeah. It's kind of weird because you show up on set. They've been working for days. They're kind of in their, it's their Down. little bubble. Mm-hmm. And you're like this kind of newbie in coming into their environment. Right, so it's, right. You know, racketing, whatever. So he said, what grounds me into like getting out of my head about like what is like thinking about, well, is the scene going to go good? Is like, yeah, whatever. How's it? He said, he goes in the corner before his scenes and he's like, He's like, so I did this. He's like, before we shot that scene, I went over to the corner and I just started doing yeah. my thing. I just tapped my chest and it reminds me to get out of my head, drop down into my heart. And he's like, and he's like, I'm sitting there looking at my scene. And then Martin Scorsese sees me doing this over in the corner before we're about to shoot. Yeah. Martin walks over to me and says, Matthew, what are you, you know, what are you doing? He's like, oh, Marty, this is what I do. I just what I do oh to get God. ready. This is just like, this is my thing. And Martin goes, yeah, yeah do, do that in the scene. And then he walked away. Oh, so that's so crazy. Like, All right. So that's how that got in the scene. And this is Matthew's little thing to remind him yeah. to drop back down into his heart center. That's really good advice though. Get out of your head and get into your heart. And remember that before you, before you do these monologues or presentations or whatever it is that we do, that's really good advice. I really like that. I'm going to start thinking about that. I should actually write that down, like in the notes section of my phone. So it can pop up because I really love that. Um, I also wanted to ask you, I want to talk about your dating life for a minute only because I was very confused by it. Um, because some publications, yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad that we're on the same page about that. Um, some publications are like, Oh, he's getting engaged to a Brazilian model. And then another one was like, Oh, he's dating Malin Ackerman. So I'm like, well, so what, who are you dating? Um, I am currently single. Okay. Uh, and so I was, uh, I was dating a Brazilian model model. Okay. Um, Yeah. she was my girlfriend. And okay. the thing was, uh, we've known each other for like 10 years. Okay. So we've had this like long distance on again, off again relationship for mm-hmm. all these years. And uh, last year before COVID, we just like, we were really just kind of reconnecting. And mm-hmm. uh, I went down to Brazil for my birthday and we oh, re- reconnected and we just like, we were, we started dating again. And then around Christmas, we had talked about, you know what? I love you. Like we, like we just like, yeah, what would it look like if we were to like actually do this. Mm-hmm. And so I had planned on going down to, uh, we, this was leading up to like March. I had my the plane booked. I yeah. bought a ring. March. For, okay. Oh yeah. gosh. Okay. And so, uh, Oh, this is making me sad. Yeah. Legit. Okay. It was Sorry. Like, uh, it was like, the week of my flight to go down there, I was going to go down there and meet her family and we were going to do this yeah. dinner and I was going to ask her to marry me. Um, and then 
COVID hit and that's when the, the lockdowns hit. Like they were, it was leading yeah. up to it. And then finally it was like, no one could go anywhere. Or you'd be stuck in Brazil. Or for, I'd be stuck. God, for, so yeah. I was like, all right. So we, we just canceled. I, I postponed the yeah. flight. And then it just started getting, you know, like it prolonged and prolonged and prolonged and prolonged to the point where like, you know, we were doing our FaceTime dates every night, day. And, and then it just got to the point where um, it, it was, it got, I don't know. It was just like, we both started to like, this whole pandemic started to yeah. make us look at life differently and look at ourselves differently. And we just kind of, I started going into this mode of like, okay, I need to pivot my life. What am I yeah. going to do? So I started creating all this online content and these mm-hmm. courses and all of this stuff where I got so consumed with like, I, I just got into this place of like this complete like transformation of like what I'm doing. Yeah. And unfortunately it just wasn't in alignment with who she is. I'm shook though. Literally COVID like wrecked your engagement and you're that's yeah. crazy. But you know what? I, I don't think it necessarily wrecked my engagement because I think eventually we would have found this out. You would have figured out that you did not belong together. Right. Because okay. we were doing long distance for so long. We hadn't really spent a whole lot of time together yes. to really Wait, see what it was like to live in each other's of you. So why did you think that you could have gotten engaged if you didn't even really spend that much time because together? Because to me, uh, well, first of all, she was she had visa issues. So the only way for us to for her to come to the States was if we showed some sort of like documentation or whatever that- Got it. The engagement and whatever, this is my totally, fiance. Totally, totally normal. Yep. Okay. So, and that's, you know, I think people uh, don't remember that engagements don't necessarily mean you're getting married. An engagement- I mean, look at something borrowed, right? It doesn't. <laughs> an engagement is, okay, I am I, I am committing to you and I, yeah. I, I want to- um, I'm serious with you. I'm not going to date anyone, anyone else. My mm-hmm. intention is to be with you, but it's not, right. I'm asking you to marry me like right now. Mm-hmm. It, in my mind, yeah. the engagement is your, your time to really see if this person is your person. And I think we get wrapped up in the okay. idealism of, you know, like pretty woman and Richard Gere coming totally. in the with the flowers and the thing and the Prince yeah. Charming. And it's funny how Europeans don't have the same type they of- They don't like, even get diamonds. And I kind fantasy, of love that. <laughs> the whole fantasy of like guys sweeping them off their feet. Whereas in America, you know, we've been bred this diet of Disney movies and Prince yes. Charming and all this stuff, which is, you know- mm-hmm. Look, it's it's beautiful. It's great. Storytelling is amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I think what I have discovered and the hard lessons that I've learned is that relationships are work. There, it's not just a oh my god, this guy is so cute or this woman is so hot. Yeah, let's like start sleeping together and like hey, let's. I guess should we get married? I guess so. We've been together for two years. Why not? And then that's why fifty yeah. percent of marriages end in divorce. And crumble. And it's, I think there's like a New York thing. Like I, I got engaged, which I think of New York standards is like a toddler. I was 27. Like, I really feel like that it's like a four-year-old getting engaged at this point in New York, because it's like, someone said that to me that like, you already have like kids and you're, you know, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, because you're conditioned to believe that 
that's like why you're here in the city. Like as a woman, like, yes, you have your career, whatever, but you need to get engaged. You need to get married. You need to have kids. And now looking back, I am a completely different person that, I mean, I'm, I'm late thirties now, so I'm much older, but you know, it's, it's funny how that works out where people don't realize that in your twenties, you're a dumb, dumb. Like, let's just be honest. Like like, your husband and you have grown together in like this. Yeah roughly the same direction, right? Where you feel like you've grown together. Cause otherwise when you grow in different areas or someone is not growing and you're like, okay, I want to keep growing and with my career. I mean, I would say obviously like everybody else, the pandemic is challenging. Yeah. So it's, yeah, well, you know, so we are, we're like, we're like everybody else where, you know, you're, you have good days, you have bad days, you're sick of each other. Absolutely. And then, you know, where you're I yeah. just like, it's weird. It's like, you're, you're like, you're not lonely because you have people around you. You would like kill for alone time, but then sometimes you are lonely. Cause you just feel like that's all you have is like these people that, yep. you know, so I don't know, but and I'm like, I started were, living my life like recently, like I started going out with girlfriends again and I'm like, you know what? It's fine. I'm fine. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like we're in New York, we just got indoor dining back. So it's like, I, we would go outside in like 30 degree weather just to like have yeah. social time and like, yes. just to, you know, bitch about our husbands and our kids and like, whatever. <laughs> because that's super. Yeah, of course. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to, you've got to have that outlet. The, yes. Like marriages and relationships, they're not always going to be like amazing and great. And right. you know, um, I, it's unrealistic to expect that this one person is going to give you everything that you need in life. And exactly what I think is important is that what I learned from my parents is that you're not always going to agree, but as long as those, those channels for communication are open, yeah, you can at least discuss it respectfully Mm -hmm. where, and this is, you know, this, I've been going through this whole like growth phase over the past few years, reading like, I don't know, a ton of books about relationships and stuff. Cause I'm like, okay, why am I, in my forties, I'm still single. Mm-hmm. Is there something wrong with me? Like what, why is it that I like, I can't seem to like find a woman where I'm like yeah. connecting with or whatever. I'm meeting these amazing women. Yeah. And I, and what I discovered about myself is that there are differences between men and women. And I, a lot of times have expected a woman to be a man and just get shit done. And what are you doing? And like, what, what, what do you mean? You got like, you didn't know how to use Google maps and Yay. you just push the button. Like, I don't like, I I'm sorry. And I'd be like, what? Right. It's like, it's easy. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And, I think, and like, we as women want you to like pick up your shoes and you can't. So I don't know. Like, yes. <laughs> so right? I, um, I was never, you know, our parents did the best that they could, you know, but yeah, we, we never had these conversations about there's, di- there's in certain differences between men and women. And instead of trying to change people to be more like you, yeah. embrace them for who they are and know yeah. that that's who they are. Right. And the more you can accept someone for who they are and just love them for their great qualities and the parts about them that annoy you, you go yeah. to your girlfriends, you have some martinis and some Cosmos. The, and then we can. And you yeah. do your thing. Yeah. Exactly. Because nobody's perfect. So right. we can accept to me so wait you didn't answer me did you date malin ackerman for like a hot second uh malin it's malin sorry no yes it's it's, oh yes you did (laughs) i did i did and uh awesome woman um she had just separated from her husband saw that yep and we we, like i never expected it really to go anywhere even like how'd you even meet her 
Like, how'd you guys meet um, up together? Link up. You didn't do a film, you know, right? We would, we would, I met her at like some of the, like an Emmy party. Okay. Uh, and then I would see her at like Oscar parties and different, just different, like, you know, parties were. Yeah. Of, and it'd be like, oh, Malin, what's up? How you doing? And she was like, you know, I, so I'd known her like for four or five years. Okay. Um, and then when uh, I saw that she had separated from her husband, I yeah. ran into her again at the in style, like Emmy party or Oscar party or whatever. Last year. Um, no, I dated her oh. in like 2014. Wait, it was published in December, 2020 that you guys dated. Just really letting you know. Yeah. Okay. Totally published. Yeah. In, yeah. That's so yeah. weird. That's why I was thinking like it was recent. Oh, yeah. it was 2014. Okay. Yeah. So she's married now and she's with like this awesome guy. Um, okay. And so when we dated, uh, um, I knew she, she had been with this, her husband for nine years and okay. we dated for a little bit. Um, but I, it just, I mean, it was like, she had just gotten separated and, um, yeah, and hard. she was just like, you know what? Like I, she was like, I just, I need some time to recalibrate. I need like time to just feels what it feels like to be on my own and just kind of re-own Mullen. And I was like, Mm -hmm. good on you, girl. I was like, (laughs) I respect that because that's nice. what I respect about women is when they're just honest with me, Mm -hmm. when they're, they can say that, you know what, I, this isn't right for me right now, Mm -hmm. maybe in the future. Yeah. I totally respect that rather than someone dodging or hiding or you know whatever it's like it's like we're old enough where just just say what you want to say because I don't have time to like get in my head about it either so because I was starting to get I was like starting to get real feelings and I was like she has a son I was starting to get him and so we had this conversation I was like look we didn't expect this to kind of go this way right I was like I just want to check in so that we're just yeah on the same page and mm. and i mean i to her credit she was like i you know what i think this is moving too fast too soon and mm-hmm. i need some time to just recalibrate i was like cool yeah. and then you know it's like anything i ended up dating someone else and then she met jack and then they got right. married and it was like so like i i yeah. love her to death wish her the, the best wasn't meant you know, to be not to be cliche but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I um, I always thought she was so funny in that one movie with Ben Stiller, The Heartbreak Kid. She's yes. so funny in that. That's like still one of my She's, favorite movies. It's so yeah. good, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If, if I might be crazy, yeah. but um, how do you feel like as an actor right now, just with Hollywood and all the movies just going straight to on demand? Do you feel like it's you guys are kind of getting the the shit end of the stick here by not you know having them premiere in big movie theaters around the world? Yeah, it's you know that's the, the kind of the the disappointing part of where Hollywood is going because the lights and the marquee and the red carpet, and it's just not the same as it used to be. Now it's nice to the convenience of having a 90 inch screen TV in your house with surround sound system where you can pause and go to the bathroom and grab another glass of wine. And you're not with sticky floors and people whatever but i miss yeah i do miss that where like you yeah you go into a theater because to Mm -hmm. me theater and acting it's a spiritual experience that's why i love it and so when i would walk into a theater to me it was like walking into almost like church church yeah i get it temple of like 
okay, for the next 90 minutes, we're Mm -hmm. all of us, these 200 people, we're going to have this shared experience of going on this journey together so that when you walk out of the movie together and either like everyone's crying or everyone's laughing or everyone's just like, we have this shared experience that really like united us as community. And now that we're all in our white boxes and everything's like, the systems are great. The TVs are amazing, but we're so disconnected in so many ways where everything mm-hmm. is just online. And it really, I think as, as uh, I mean, the popcorn's not the same, obviously that's really, yeah. that's pissing me off. But I also was one of those people that I love to go to movies alone. That was like my thing where I just wanted to be alone and I could take like three hours. I would like, you know, plan it ahead of time where I'm like, I'm, and I, I would see everything. <laughs> like, I mean, everything I did not discriminate. And I, so I do miss the sticky floors and the sodas and like, yeah. I don't know. I, that I would get a big bag of Twizzlers. The and, yeah, yes, you would feel disgusting after. Um, let me no, ask and, you this: are, yeah. you, are you a Red Vines or a Twizzler girl? Oh, I, like neither. I would say oh, really? definitely. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 definitely neither. I'm definitely like um like a large popcorn girl, and then like a side of like M and M's or Skittles. Very basic. Oh, okay, very, I like yeah, it. very like a product of the 80s you know like I don't like to like speaking of that by the way have you heard about all the things that Gen Z is saying about millennials our generation I think you're a millennial as well um but they are saying now I'm not a millennial oh you're are you Gen X you're Gen X I think I'm Gen X yeah you are I I just turned 48 last week wait you look like you're 12 are you serious are you seriously oh my gosh wow I'm very impressed with this right now this is like, wow, I'm kind of shook. Good for you. It, it was annoying when I was 20 and I looked like I was 12. I'd be like, hey guys, what's up? Hey, like, hey, can I have a beer? And like, uh, let me see your ID. I'm like, yeah, no, I just turned 21. Like you look and sound like you are 12 years old. I'm like, I don't know. I like, uh, my voice literally didn't change till I was like 26. You look like you're 30 years old. I can't I know. And that. I would be like, like the girls in my class, I'd be like, hey, like, do you want to go on a date? They're like, um oh, huh, maybe in five years yeah um, oh my gosh but now just, I was a late bloomer and yeah. now I'm like okay like the, right, I I literally thought like, you were a millennial like me but yes you were definitely your your gen x but um gen z is telling us now that we can't use the laughing emoji it's not cool anymore and I use it all the time so you know um, the laughing emoji? Oh, the laughing emoji is not cool and now um, side parts are not cool. You have to part your hair in the middle. I'm not going to be doing that. Okay. And then so they said, we're yes. going back to the, Oh, we're going back. They also say that skinny jeans night, and like with the, the high rise, they, those are not in anymore. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, look, you guys eat Tide Pods. Don't tell me what's cool. All right. Do not. Um, so I'm, yeah. I've been very annoyed by this, but cause you know what else? It's like, I kind of deep down, sorry, my email popped up. I deep down want to be cool. So it's in the back of my head where I'm like, you guys can't tell me. And then I'm like, every time I use the emoji, I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting less cool. Not okay. Yeah. I was out, um, with some friends and sometimes I just like, I imitate people. So I was yeah. like, yeah, I was with this guy and he was like, yeah, man, like, blah, blah. and this gen Y girl goes, you know, that's not appropriate. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you, it's not appropriate to like imitate another race. And like, I'm like, okay, I was just imitating the guy. I'm not like making fun of anyone. It's too much. It's too much. The woke coach. It's too much. I can't. Yeah. And she told me, uh, she asked if I 
threw away paper towel. Uh, like, do you throw throw it away or do you recycle it? I was like, oh, I recycle it. Do you like, use a paper towel? Yeah, after you use a paper towel, she's like, you you can't recycle that. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's 100% recyclable. Like, she started to like, like, this is literally your fault. You're hanging out with the wrong people. Yes. So yeah, no longer. I mean, it's just part of like, in my circles of like, whether it's acting or- Was it a bad date? Cause that would have been a bad date. I'd have been like, uh, something bad happened. I have to go. Like, was it or no? Attempted. You're not allowed to but say then it. I was okay. like, right. you know what? Okay. After it was, it was like a couple of days. I was like, okay, you know what? Th- I'm just way too old for this. This is like, you know, but the, oh. you know, it, th- yeah, it was just, just that's generational differences. Yes. And it's, it's too much now because I was even, I did an Instagram post the other day. I was like really into listening to 98 degrees again, the boy band. And I was like, remember that song when they were like, Una Noche, that one? I was like, they would get canceled if they, if they literally, or they would be not canceled, they would be accused of cultural appropriation today if they were to sing that. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense because like, yes, they're five white guys, but they're just singing a couple lines in another language. But today, oh no, the internet Karens would not be having that. They would all be like, how dare you? How dare you as a white person sing Una Noche? I'm like, what is happening to us? Right? Like what's happening? It's, it's ridiculous. I agree. Um, I won't take up any more of your time, even though I feel like I could talk to you all day. This is really nice. Um, but thank you for your time. So can I ask you a question? Oh, of course. So I do a talk show called coffee with Colin. Um, and at the end of the show, uh, I always ask what inspires you. Mm -hmm. So Lauren, what inspires you? What inspires me? Ooh, that's really good. I, um, be relatable. I like for for other moms to know that it's okay for their kid to watch the iPad for three hours. I like um I like for people to, to know the that what? the iPad for three hours, you know. Oh, the like iPad. A, yeah. Okay. Like some people are like, oh, I'm so guilty. My kids watch so much TV. I'm like, I don't feel guilty. That's that's sad for you, but I don't feel bad. <laughs> um because it's all it's gonna stop soon. It's gonna be it's gonna be better soon. Like yes, the you know uh we don't actually know scientifically what this is doing to our children. I guess in 20 years we will, and then maybe I'll, I'll eat my words. But for now, anyway, I just want, I want people to know that, um, you know, if they're listening to my podcast, whatever episode, that it's okay to make fun of yourself and not be perfect and, mm-hmm. and just like live your life and be happy. So that's what inspires me just for everyone to know that, you know, it's nothing's cookie cutter. And as type A as I am, it's really hard to say. <laughs> so that's me, but Thanks for the uh, the hard hitting uh, ending question there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that was Colin Egglesfield, and I told you guys he was cool. And um, I was just thinking about when he corrected me on um, the pronunciation of Maul and Ackerman's name. I kind of wanted to be like, oh no, yeah, I don't care. But um, but good for her. Anyway, um, thanks for listening this week. Uh, again, I really love him. You should follow him on Instagram if you don't already, at Colin Egglesfield. He's great. And um, yeah, I will be back next week with another episode. So until then, thanks for listening.